Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Had really quick, great question on oil changes that I will answer in a moment because this is this is really uh, this is Mark who I talk to a lot really great question by the way which I will uh, give some feedback on once we get through some of these calls David and Windsor you're next go ahead David uh, yeah hi um, yeah my dad has a 2014 Grand Cher- Cherokee with the 5.7 Hemi okay and he is getting a code PO456, which is evaporated system, small leak code. Not shocked. Well, I'm sorry, what? Not shocked. Oh. That's a uh, common problem well, on those. Do they, is that like a, it, they said it was like the fuel vapor suction. It's pump. the evap is system it? on it. They call it the evaporative emission system. And for everybody listening, if you ever hear that, what that means is they're taking every system now is closed. They're not vented, haven't been for a very long time. They recirculate those fumes. They capture them and reburn them at some point down the road emissions-wise so that we're not just venting gas to the air. The plus side to that is you effectively are not losing gas and theoretically getting you know, probably nominal better fuel economy in doing so because we're not venting any gas. You're not losing any. It will, on a modern vehicle, let it stay longer in the gas tank without having to run any additives or anything because there's no air, theoretically, David, getting into it. The downside is they're very prone, and certain models like what your dad has are even more prone than others for having problems because there's a complete system of tests that are ran every single time you fire that vehicle up to make sure that system operates properly. Yeah, he had the same code probably two and a half months ago, and I have a fixed deal, and I hooked that up, and I seen what it is, and I reset it and said, well, we'll see if it comes back. And it has. And it took like, it like two and a half months for it to come yeah. back. Now, real, now, some of the easy things you could do to start with would be just replace it with a high-quality gas cap before you do anything else. Reset. I don't have a gas cap. It's, it has the little, you just push it in. It's the capless one. Make sure it's yeah. sealed properly. It's the other thing you can do is push the little... You'll push the little lever in, the little the little fill cap. Uh, take a little cloth even. Uh, you don't want anything to go down in the tank, so use an actual cloth cloth, not paper towel or anything like that, but use an actual cloth and wipe the inside of that and make sure that's sealing well. Okay. Okay? Because if it leaks at all, even there, it will give you a problem. So think of it as you're not replacing the cap, but you're going to make sure that seal is nice and tight. Okay, well, could it be the fuel vapor suction pump? Is there a little pump in there that runs those tests that tells the computer if it's holding suction or not? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's we call it the ESIM, and and that's usually after you know you know it's not a cap or something else. Right. It's the ESIM. That's cap gone line there. canister. I mean, David, there's an entire system there. But yes, is that a possibility? Yes, among other things. Right. 
There's plenty of those, unfortunately. That's the downside to that vehicle is, yes, that could be, but I would not tell you to just go out and put that pump on it without doing some other things first. No, Too expensive, expensive, by the way. Right? Yeah. yeah. So check the seals and all that. And oh, do all of your basic things. And, and by the way, any shop would, any good shop's going to do this as well. But yes, check all of your basic things first. We're going to go out for the big items last. Okay. The other thing with that is that the remote start, it's only starting for like 10 seconds and then shuts off. Is that related? It's because yeah, it has a check, check engine, engine light. Nope. Yeah. It yep. won't run it any won't longer. Run. Nope. Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. That's what I thought. Very correlated. Now, when you reset it and the light goes off, it'll go longer. Yep. You're on the right track. All right. All right, David. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Great great question, by the way. Great phone call. Eric, you're next. Go ahead, Eric. Hey, guys. So, a couple thoughts. Um, One thing that I kind of laughed at Bill is saying about his 454 only gets eight miles per gallon. You know, as somebody who owns a vehicle that only gets about 13 miles per gallon, sometimes you can't measure fun in miles per gallon. You measure it in miles per gallon. True. (laughs) Although I don't think he's driven that one enough to even smile. Yeah. Yeah, but still, you get the point. The key Um, to to his, and Bill, if you're still listening, I've said this before, but his is actually now becoming kind of a, he's kept it long enough. It's sort of a collector's item now, Eric. It actually is going up in value, not down. And the plus side is he could sell that to somebody. They could do a little restoration on it and have a really great vehicle and, to your point, have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly right. Yep. You know, that's the thing. So I have a question on on my frontier, I need to do my rear shock. And how, since I am four, almost four inches over stock height in the rear, I have to measure eyelet to eyelet, correct? To make sure I get the correct length shock. Center of eyelet to center of eyelet, yes. Yeah. Okay, now, I regularly carry about 175 pounds in the bed. Should I pull that out? First, yes. Or just measure it with it there. Pull it out. Take it out. Okay. Okay. That's that's what I couldn't remember because I haven't done these shocks in like four years. Yep. And they're they're starting to get kind of. Rough. No, you're, no. It, it, hey, you're, by the way, great question for a lot of folks out there where you've got something that's not quite stock and you're looking to have that done correctly and you want the correct measurements. Yes, center of eyelet, center of eyelet is what you need the measurement of, ride height mm-hmm. with no load in it. Yeah, and, Eric, you, there may be a part number that's readable on, on that shock that might make your life a little easier. There is. There is a part number, but it's – so they're um, – they're old man emu. Oh. Old man emu. You can cross those over. Or on the rear. Yeah. It, well, and the thing is, though, is the, there's a, a model number on there, but in that same shock model number or shock part number is five different uh, length ranges. And I'm going from the old man emu to Dobinson's. And the uh, Dobinson's, I, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. The Dobinson's, yeah. I have to take them. Right. Gotcha. That makes sense. You're not doing apples to apples. I get it. Yeah. No, because I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to um, the adjustable um, or the, the remote res adjustables um, uh, uh, shocks in all four corners. Uh, I'm gonna do the rears first, and then come spring, I'm gonna do the uh, fronts. Because I just I installed new OME uh, old man emu struts in the front back in August. 
before I learned about the Dobinson stuff, and now from talking to multiple people, I'm going to switch to the Dobinsons uh, and keep the old man eating. You're going to be a Baja 500 ready. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, wife, my wife has on occasion, uh, it, I, I have a, I laugh whenever I take my pickup in for service at the dealer. They they look, they crawl all over looking to see what I've done the last time it was in. And the one day my wife was with me when we got in there for service, and uh, somebody made a comment. They said, "Have you ever figured out how much you've spent on your truck?" Oh no! And I and I immediately put my hands over my wife's ears. Right. I mean, I, I bought the truck on a Saturday, and within 48 hours, had spent $6,000 or $5,000 ordering accessories. And and somebody on one of the forums was like, wow, you've done all that before you even have license plates. So I'm like, yeah, don't tell my wife what I've done either. Right. We don't want to have that discussion. Hey, speaking of forums, I know, John, in the past you've said that you're not a fan of a lot of the forums and the Facebook group. Depends on which ones uh, they are. There's a lot of knuckleheads on yeah. them that don't have any idea what they're talking about. Yeah, something that's interesting, you know, I said that I plan on keeping my frontier for, you know, for a long time. And I'm at 176000 and there was a discussion on there on the one forum the other day. High mileage owners, what stuff have you had to do? And they were asking, you know, only people with 200 k plus miles. And one of the guys on there, he's got about 460000 on on a 13, and he says, this is everything I've done since I hit 200,000. And like four of the people all chimed in. So, yeah, we've all done the, we pretty much had to do the exact same stuff. And uh, somebody tagged me in there and said, since you've said you plan on keeping yours forever, just things to keep in mind in the next 25,000 miles that you're going to have to start doing. And I was kind of, as I was reading the comments, I was I kind of laughed and I said, to myself, and I, I made a comment on it. Says, I actually just had this discussion with the service advisor out at the dealer, and they all said the same thing at 200,000. Consider radiator, water pump, thermostat, upper and lower hoses, belt, which some of that stuff has already been done, uh, oxygen sensors, whether they're bad or not, and at about 250, consider doing caps, whether they're showing codes or not. And that's all based on when they see things die, on average. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, and, and he actually worked me up a quote for doing all that stuff on the front of the motor. And he says, you know, he says, granted, you've got about a year until you're going to hit that. He says, but here's where you're at for all this stuff. It's about four grand in parts and labor if I go through them. You know, he's, I would, you know, he's just shopping around a little bit. You know, but he's just, and I, and it's, it's kind of, as I was reading through, there's a couple other people who were commenting on there. They said, this is just good advice stuff to consider if you plan on keeping these forever or, you know, a long time. And it's, it, and I agree with you, there is some really bad advice on there at times. And sometimes I just shake my head and go, how are these people driving? And then there's other times where you look at it and go, okay, that makes sense if you're going to do right. this. You know, 
So anyhow, just that, that, that was just, you know, like I said, you, you've commented on that before, and, and, and when I saw this discussion the other day, I was like, I was thinking about that. Yep. No, good point. Eric, I'll let you go with that. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Jeff and Steve Oates Springs, hang tight. We'll come right back. Lines open, by the way, 303-477-5600. The text line, 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Services special and save $45 on a coolant flush. Even as the weather is getting colder, your engine runs hot. When coolant degrades, it becomes acidic and can corrode your radiator, thermostat, and water pump, sending debris into your engine. These debris, if left unchecked, can lead to major headaches and repairs. Reduce the chance of overheating, even in cold weather, and keep corrosion at bay with a coolant flush special from Geno's. We offer loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Reduce the chance of overheating and save $45 on a coolant flush. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Geno's is celebrating our 40th holiday season. Thank you to all our clients and longtime customers for the patronage and support. We truly appreciate it. Wishing everyone happy holidays. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. You need to count on your vehicle several times each day. That's why Napa Auto Care Centers count on nothing less than the knowledge and skills of ASE certified technicians to maintain and repair your vehicle. Napa Auto Care Center technicians study and pass rigorous testing to stay trained on today's vehicle technology for both domestic and import vehicles to give you confidence in a job done right on time the first time. Visit your Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. If you're in the market for a new pair of glasses, now's the time to check your flex spending account or your health savings account and head over to Stack Optical. At Stack Optical, you'll have your new glasses in just three to four days. Stack Optical is celebrating over 50 years of quality eye care here in Denver. So for all your optical needs, eyeglasses, contacts, eye exam, prescription sunglasses, eyeglass repairs, Go to Stack Optical. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303 303- 
321-1578 and tell them Scott sent you. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, Justin from Ridgeland Auto Brokers up in Boulder. He's going to be with us one more segment. We'll talk about used cars in a moment as well. Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive and Ridgeline as well. And we can keep talking used cars as well even after Justin's gone. But we'll let Justin go spend some family time here halfway through the show. So, Jeff and Steamboat Springs, you're Neff. Go ahead. Hey, how are you? I'm Merry very Christmas. well, Jeff. Merry Christmas. Thanks for calling. You bet. I'm out walking the dogs in a cloudless sky and... Uh, just uh, about ready to go back in and watch the Colorado Mines game and uh, see how they can do. But I have a question this time, actually, and um, I need to—I think I need to replace the shocks on my F-150 Ford pickup and was wondering what you guys might suggest with that. Go ahead. What does it have on it right now, the original shocks on it? I believe so, yeah. It's a 2010 Um I'm not sure if the I bought it with a hundred thousand miles on it, and I, it's a one forty now. So yeah, because I'm just asking because you know if you have like the off road package, you know you could go with Bill Steens or something like that. But if you have you know one of the limited or the softer riding packages packages on it, don't put Bill Steens or they're pretty hard shock. You'll notice a major difference. Actually, so, KYB is usually where I go, or a Rancho, Rancho. five thousand, yeah, mm-hmm. which is just a, for the price. Honestly, Jeff, pretty hard to beat that shock. For overall ride quality and so on, the Rancho 5000s are pretty tough to beat. Okay, great. Yeah, it's I, uh, well, it's four wheel drive, and it's um, it's a King Ranch, but it's got a uh, trailer brake setup. It was, yeah. I think it was pretty, uh, you know. Well, I didn't, I don't tow much. Once in a while, we'll go and get a load of firewood because um, it's fun, and uh, that's about all I haul. And maybe somebody out of the ditch this time of year, at least once or twice. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, great. I do really appreciate all you've done and helped me with this year, John, and everybody else in the on the state and the country. Well, thank and, you. Uh, I'm glad I, I I figured this was the last show for the year, so I thought I better. Well, I'm glad you did. In a while. I'm glad you did, Jeff. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for being faithful, and you yeah. send me a lot of stuff as well, so it works both ways. Thank you. You bet, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great, Thanks Jeff. Appreciate it. Nope, oh, Jeff's another one where a lot of you guys, he uh, he will send me different things on a regular basis, and I appreciate that very much as well. Before Justin leaves, this is something that I did want to mention because, uh, again, Mark sent me this. Been doing an oil change at 6,500 miles using BGEPR, full synthetic, premium filter, Napa Gold, blah, 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 MOA, etc. Got it. 2020 WRX and a 2019 Ascent. Been getting tests done by Blackstone Labs, and they have not mentioned going less miles like you mentioned earlier in today's program. I thought Blackstone mentioned I could make it to 7,500 miles, but now I'm wondering, is that too far? Yes, it's too far. Now, in defense of Blackstone, they're looking at oil only, which the oil would be fine. What they're not able to look at in an oil test is what's the carbon buildup inside the engine rings and so on like we've been talking, and that's where the EPR on those vehicles, of, of, of course, would come in. And again, in defense of Blackstone, they're only measuring the oil and what's in it and is anything degrading and so on. They have no way of measuring what's going on with carbon buildup inside the engine. So, by the way, great question because a lot of you listening would say, well, I can get an oil test and keep going further. Not so fast. 
Because again, they're only measuring one part of what's going on in the engine, not all parts. Would you guys add anything to that or disagree with me? No, I wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, you know, we got to remember oil is hydraulic fluid now, and it's doing a lot more than lubricating the motor. So we have to have good flow to all those hydraulic components, the VVTIs, you know, the cylinder deactivation systems. If they don't get flow, they don't operate right. Correct. And so we don't want that, you know, carbon deposits building up, and they do. We see it all the time. That's why we started the day with the engine restoration. Correct. And that's what we try to do with the engine restoration from BG is to open up those, you know, all those areas where it needs to flow. So it's kind of like having your heart when you have too much plaque build up in your arteries. That's what the carbon does to the car. That's right. The other thing they're not able to measure is exactly how many particulates are in the filter. Is the filter at that point in bypass or not? How much is it flowing to your point, Josh? Again, nothing against the oil testing companies, but things have changed. And I will say, for a great example, cylinder deactivation on GM. And there's a lot of of you that have those vehicles. You're on the forums. They're talking about all the kits where you can put a new cam and lifters and get rid of the cylinder deactivation. Can you know, reprogram the computer to where the check engine light doesn't come on once you're done. And I will tell you that I fully believe. Now, were there some problems with those early on? Yes, but I will also tell you that I feel a lot of the problems on cylinder deactivation has come from strictly not having proper maintenance done on that engine. If they would have done proper maintenance, some of those kits would be unnecessary because people would have done things correctly, and you don't need to go down that path. Agree or disagree? I, I wholeheartedly agree. I've been there. You know, we've all the ones I've taken apart are the majority of the ones that we've done new lifters and all the deactivation parts in it. You can look at it. You pull the valve cover off, and you instantly know this vehicle was not maintained. I can only think of one that I had that was a maintained vehicle that and, had that problem. Had that problem. All okay. the rest, you know, the you, second as soon as you, you get pull in the cover there, off, you know, or, you know, as soon as you're in the galley and you're pulling those lifters out, and they're just well, you know, they're just yep. gooey, and they won't yep. move, and they're just carboned up, and that's that's why. You know, this is how I feel about CVT transmissions, and I'm not saying CVT transmissions are good because a step ratio transmission is still better to have a normal shifting transmission, but when CVTs first came out, they said it's a lifetime fluid, lasts mm-hmm. forever, or they said it needed to be exchanged at 100,000 miles. Well, now they've changed that to it needs to be serviced every 25,000 miles because they've learned and I think a lot of these cars with CVTs, especially that you're buying used at eighty or 100,000 miles, you need to know That's that right. that was serviced. And if you don't know it was serviced, don't buy that car. You're correct. Justin, spot on. And I want to throw this back over to Justin on the used car end of things because I get this question quite often. When is the used car market going to crash? Of course, when's the housing market going to crash, which... That's a whole other discussion probably for the daytime show. Neither, by the way. What do you see happening in the used car world right now? There has been some adjustments on some cars, and there are some better deals on some new cars that are out there, which, again, also affects the used market. But is the used car market crashing? It is not. And honestly, I don't ever see this going back to where it was pre-COVID days. Um, I do see some kind of collector's items coming down a little bit. But when it comes to the stuff that we sell, reliable Hondas, Toyotas, Subarus, you've still got to pay up for those cars. Yep. And I think that's actually only going to increase, not Agreed. decrease. It, well, when yeah. all new prices increase, which they are, yes, it's going to have an impact, uh, you know, negative impact or positive, depending on how you want to look at it, 
Uh, in other words, it's going to drive the price up on used cars as well. And no, folks, and there's been a year ago, we talked about this with you guys even, there were videos out there, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, you name it, Instagram, you, you, used car market's going to crash, get out of it now, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you, know, uh, so, you know, some of the, 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 the different used car dealers are going to go broke. The inventories are going to flood the market. Uh, let's say this, folks. None, none, zero of that happened. I told you a year ago it wasn't going to happen. We talked about this a year ago. I should be making my yeah. own videos countering a lot of these knuckleheads that are out there trying to scare people into doing things because the reality is it's still supply and demand, folks. And there's a certain amount of vehicle rollover every single year. There's a certain amount of used vehicles that aren't going to be here next year because of theft, accidents, you name it. Uh, there is a continual shrinkage of the vehicles that are on the road through various things that I just mentioned. And then on top of that, we're not supplying the new cars we once were because of all sorts of things. Supply chain issues still because of de- overall demand and the ability to buy a new car because of they're still catching up trying to get the fleets all caught up and the government vehicles that need caught up and, 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 and we go. The reality is, no, there's not a plethora of new and or used vehicles. Yes, there's some high supplies on the new lots on certain models of vehicles. And I will tell you that some of that is because of the manufacturer's own doing. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Some of you will see videos about how Dodge Ram 2500 pickups, there is a plethora of those. And that's one of the highest uh, day supply of vehicles out there right now. And I'll tell you why. And I'm going to pick on Ram for a minute. Their warranty sucks. They've got problems, especially with some of their HO 6.7 diesel engines. They're not stepping up to the pump to fix those. Rumors are getting around that that's what's happening. And guys that are looking to buy a brand new truck are buying Ford or GM instead mm-hmm. of Ram. This is because of Ram's own doing that that supply is increasing on their lots, not because there's a problem in the marketplace with buying new trucks. Yep. There's still a shortage in that world. The problem is when you don't step up and take care of the customer, customers start chattering back and forth, and they don't buy your product. So exactly. Ram truck this is your fault not anybody else's yeah. am i right guys yeah, you're, you're right, right. that's w- exactly what's happening there yeah i will say one more thing before i take off to hang out with my son for the day if you've been waiting to get a deal on a new car or a used car stop the time to buy a car is right after christmas spot on Justin. right before the end of the year you're if you want money. a deal it's coming right now hey, you're on the money and that's new used etc and i will say this before justin leaves and I know this because I talk to these guys weekly. If you need a new used car and you're in that ten to twenty-five, thirty thousand dollar range, even if it's something they don't have but they can do their best to find, not talking exotics and all of that, but just regular daily driving cars, you've got a new driver coming in, you got a car that got wrecked, you need to replace, whatever the situation, maybe you need even you know, economically speaking, you need to trade down. Maybe all the kids are gone and you don't need the three row SUV anymore. Call Ridgeline Auto Brokers. Call Justin. He'll talk to you, figure all that out for you. And yes, this week or this time now, between now and the end of the year, best time to buy, Justin. It is the best time. And please look at our reviews. We are here to take care of our customers. We give you a free warranty. We do free servicing on it. No one in the industry does that on a $15,000 car. There you go. Justin, thank you, by the way. I appreciate you very much. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Thanks to all that you do for us, and I appreciate you very much. Awesome. Thank you, guys. RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Steve in South Carolina. Hang tight. We'll come right back and talk to you. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. 
There's something special about Napa Auto Care Centers. They're backed by the national strength of Napa. Nationwide warranties honored by thousands of locations. You know that's Napa know-how. But more importantly, your Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned and operated by neighborhood professionals who operate by a written code of ethics. Put your vehicle in the hands of ASC certified technicians who will greet you with a smile you can trust. Visit us today at NapaOnline.com. Napa You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972. And it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ. Thanks for joining us. And somebody was just asking me for Kevin Flesh's phone number. He is our attorney. And uh, I will tell you right now, if you need anything when it comes to an automobile, accidents, things along those lines, you don't feel like things are going the way they should, give Kevin a call, 303-806-8886. And a little promo, Kevin's going to join me on Rush to Reason this Wednesday, 4.30, all the way till we're done at 6 o'clock. And he is always a plethora of info on what to do in a traffic stop to this sort of question on insurance to you name it. And we'll have him on with us this this coming Wednesday. So if you get a chance to listen in Wednesday, please do. Steve in North Carolina, what's going on? Yeah. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for calling, Steve. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. I have a 2015 Hyundai Santa Fe, okay, ninety-eight thousand miles, and um, I had a recent overheat on the car. Um, we were driving back from Columbia, South Carolina. It overheated, pulled off to the side of the road, um, let it cool down for a little bit, popped the radiator cap, and of course it was low. Radiator cap was a little on coolant, but the overflow tank was full. 
and in fact, it looked as though it was pushing uh, coolant out of the overflow tank, drove it to the nearest uh, exit, got off, um, purchased some coolant mixture, filled the um, radiator tank, and got it back home safely without any further overheating issues. Um, The next day, when it was cold, I uh, popped the hood. I noticed when I pulled the radiator cap off that there was no pressure buildup. Um, I checked the seal on the bottom side of that radiator cap and noticed that it was not sealing around to the inside of the neck of the radiator. So my theory is that that seal, uh, not sealing, allowed coolant to flow into the uh, overflow tank. Of course, the engine lost coolant. That's why it overheated. Yeah, it sounds like a... Um, yeah, you're spot on on that one. So have you replaced the thermos, or the radiator cap yet? Yes, I've replaced the radiator cap. I've also replaced the thermostat. Okay. And I still have the same problem. Oh. Um, I've also purchased um, one of those engine block testers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the clear tube. Right. With the blue. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Put the dye in it. Yep. The dye. Yeah. And I've done a test on the radiator, and um, at idle with the engine hot, mm-hmm. it turns the blue chemical to a more like a blue-green, not a yellow. Right. So, Which means it's got some carbon monoxide yes, in it or it, it wouldn't be changing right. it. It would yeah. stay clear blue, right. Steve. Right. And then, at, right. and then at night, probably when you have the radiator cap on, your hoses tend to suck in. They collapse. No, they don't, the cold. They don't seem to collapse. Okay. I don't notice Good. that. Okay. Um, Either uh, way, there's still carbon it, monoxide in the right. coolant. Right. Yeah. So I did take the car this past week to a local Hyundai dealership, asked them to do a diagnostic on it. Mm-hmm. They came back and said, yes, head uh, the head gasket is compromised. And I said, well, what would it cost or what, what are the repairs for that? And they said, oh, engine replacement. Right. So I have an appointment tomorrow with an independent uh, shop here in South Carolina mm-hmm. to do the same type of diagnostics and uh, tell me what uh, they think. But I guess the bottom line from the um, dealership is that they no longer replay, repair engines like uh, when in this situation. It, it's no longer repair; it's a replacement. And that's what's, what are your comments? That's what's happened. So, do you have the three three or the four cylinder? So V six or four cylinder in it? Three, three, three. So. I've had a few of these, and honestly, if you're going to keep this car, I would replace the motor. Because what we're finding is, you know, back in the day, we used to have a cast bottom end, and we'd put aluminum or cast head on it. Well, a lot of the bottom ends now have become aluminum, and they are pitting or they're getting grooves in them. So it means you'd have, if they, you know, if they were going to do it, they'd have to pull the whole engine, disassemble it, and machine the engine block. And that's what we found. They've just, motors anymore have become modules or units where you just have to replace the whole assembly like we can't fix them anymore only in a the few car. exceptions yeah. to that only a few exceptions yeah. because it's aluminum on aluminum yep. and they both are the same 
material and they will get grooves in them they will get channels in them or they will pit so okay. I, I even if the independent shop wants to just put a head gasket on it i would still be weary just because every time i've got a lot of these newer ones apart there's a groove there's something else in there that we can't you know fix it in the car it has to right. come out and either have a ton of machine work done or replace it with a new motor and we've had a and few of these what? Hyundais <laughs> with this issue too, and we just replaced the motor in them. Yeah, we and we plan on keeping the car. It has ninety eight thousand miles on it. It's in great shape, other than this. Right. So yeah, and unfortunately, you, you know, you found what started it, but once it overheated, it it was yep. done for. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, um, I would I would just replace the motor, and I think anything else is just going to be a long. Well, hard road or depending upon how well and i didn't ask how well does the car run right now in other words if you were to drive that thing in and try to make some sort of a deal on a trade or a swap is it good enough to do that with does it run well enough to make that happen yeah it runs flawlessly there's no uh i would the other option is go trade the car off yeah there's no mill no uh, malfunction indicator light Mm -hmm. no no uh, coolant in the oil okay I mean, it would pass um, no all of rolling. the basic tests, and, uh, and and again, I'm not trying to you know be dishonest or have you be dishonest or anything along those lines. And you could even just fully you know tell you know walk in and say, listen, I I think I might have a few issues here. I'd like to trade this car in for something else. You know, full disclaimer: this is where I'm at. Most likely, you know, I hate to say this, but most used car, especially at a new car dealer, and they want to sell you a new car they're not going to care. They're going to sell that thing off to somebody else and most likely put an extended service contract on it, and the next guy will be fine anyway. So at the end of the day, nobody loses. I would look at it that way, Steve. Okay. Might be your cheapest way of doing it, actually, when it's all said and done. Okay. Because really quick, Josh, what's an engine for that car going to run, roughly? Mm. 10K? 12k yeah, pretty close yeah, so probably so, seven to ten so steve if you use 10k as a round number and look at what your value of the car is now versus what could you trade it and go to a new one for and just run all the numbers and do the math on it you might be money ahead just doing that yeah i've done some research online for engines um uh, napa offers what's called their ironclad engine um uh, auto, was it auto, Pro? No. auto zone, no. Advanced Auto offers, offers what's called a Jupiter Pro. Mm-hmm. Reman- these are all remanufactured, by the way. Not right, and they're and again, nothing against Napa, and it really depends on the Napa and the area that you're in as to where that remanufactured engine is coming from, because that's not a nationwide. Unless I'm wrong, Josh, I don't think it's nationwide. It still has a regional sort of a thing as to who's doing those reman engines, correct? Right. I know who we have here, and I don't like to use those. I hate to say it. But. Yeah, so Steve, I, and I wasn't I'm not trying to – this is not – and by the way, this is nothing against Napa because they're, not, they're just reselling somebody else's engine. So this is not a not, knock at Napa by any means. But I, I am personally on that vehicle especially, and this is nothing against Jasper Engines, who's you know in most cases a great company as well. I'm just not a fan of reman engines on that car, period. And Jasper doesn't have one on, on the Hyundais. I, and there's the, a reason for the that. The truth is Hyundai has had a lot of engine trouble. I mean, a lot of engine trouble, especially on these years. They have. And so I would only go with a Hyundai because it's probably the only engine you're really going to find instead of a reman, and who knows what they're doing to fix it. Hopefully Hyundai's actually fixing the problems they've had. But Hyundai's where we go when we get these engines that have had issues. And it's basically the only source that we have for them that I trust. 
on them. So, okay. And and you know okay. the, the six cylinder is a better engine. That the four cylinder has had a lot of issues. So. Yeah. 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 The only other source that I could find was an outfit called Go Powertrain, mm-hmm. located fairly close to us here. And again, it's a it's a remanufactured. So. And 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 here's the other thing too that you've got to look at is and this this again you've got to you've got to for everybody else listening this is very very important you also have to look at that vehicle and its future resale value if you go ahead and go down that path because down the road they will know you put an engine in it number one because most likely you're going to tell them there'll be paperwork in the glove box saying so etc that in some cases is not a added value to the car depending upon the buyer could decrease said value so all of that steve has to get thrown into the equation right that all makes sense whereby again at the end of the day you may find it as financially feasible even though you're going to be spending probably more money to do so you may actually find it over a five-year period more financially feasible to just go trade that car off yeah yeah okay Okay, and I hate to say that because you always hate to do that to a car you're already driving, but this is one of those unique situations where it may be more advantageous financially to just do that. Yeah. You know, it's ironic. A $10 um, radiator cap is going to cost all this money. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're correct. That's usually how it is. I always like to bring up the space shuttle went down the first time because of an O-ring. Uh-huh. That's right. It's always the little piece, okay. the yep. daughter pen or whatever yep. that fails. Nope, you're right. Steve, thank you, by the way, very much. Appreciate you very much listening all the way from South Carolina. We've got folks literally that listen coast to coast, and we appreciate each and every one of you. And those of you listening that would like to have family and friends listen, you can always do that right through our app. KLZ Radio is the name of the app. You can also go online. In fact, if you go to drive-radio.com, drive-radio.com, you can click the Listen Now button or klzradio.com. Same thing. takes you all to the same place. It streams all from us literally and uh i will just say that if you've got folks listening outside of the terrestrial area that's one way they can listen and you've heard them today most of them do exactly that way we'll be right back myself josh goff legacy automotive and ridgeline auto brokers in boulder this is drive radio klz 560 are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles, from oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to trans- transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. Most oil changes are the same. 
Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Never know how. Your local Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned, operates by a written code of ethics, and provides service you can trust. Put your vehicle in the care of ASC certified technicians in your neighborhood. They're backed by Napa. Quality parts, national warranties, that's Napa know-how. Your Napa Auto Care Center might just be the treated me fairly, I love those guys place you've been looking for for your vehicle. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. We are back. Again, last show of 2023, not our last show, period. We will have replays running through, uh, you know, the Christmas and New Year's uh, weekend. So if you're listening to this as a replay, thank you, by the way. We appreciate it. This is December the 16th. That's the day we're recording this show live. We're always live unless we're doing a replay show like that. And you only do that on a periodic basis if I'm gone or out of town or we just want to give folks the weekend off. Larry Unger, by the way, you normally hear Larry here with us. Larry's had some medical issues of late. And I want to say thank you, by the way, Larry, if you're listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you've done for us over the years, by the way. And I hear of late, he's just had a few weeks off where he's taking care of some health things. And Larry will be back with us here at some point. So, Larry, if you're listening, thanks for all you do. We do appreciate you greatly. And uh, I know that he'll be back here at some point in time. So those of you calling in where you're not normally, where you normally would be talking to Larry, you're talking to Charlie instead. That is why, and some of you have asked, so I just want to make sure we put that out there. And Larry, we appreciate you very, very much and know that you'll be back. And very Merry Christmas to you and your family and all of that. So thank you, thank you. And uh, again, we will be back at the beginning of the year live. We don't have any plans of going anywhere else. Um, Josh and I were just talking about different things when it comes to estate and estate planning and so on. And I guess the one thing I would have to do, which I've never really thought of, if I'm dead and gone, who does this? Well, you know what? The show will go on. Will go Somebody on. like Josh or, or whoever would pick this thing up and keep moving it forward. So trust me, I don't see this going anywhere anytime soon. Even if something were to happen to me, there's enough folks out there that would continue this on and keep it going. And But that's probably something I need to think through a little more and think about. Somebody sent me a article 
or a, a website maybe is the best way to say this, on catalytic converter theft. And there's a new product. Now, I will say, other than just looking online for a little bit on this product that this particular customer sent, there's a company now, catstrap.net. Catstrap.net. And what they're doing is putting a alarm system and or just a, how do I want to explain this, a strap that wraps around the piping and the catalytic converter that you would have to cut off. And since it's a you know stainless steel type shielding, it's not as easy to cut. In other words, just a regular Sawzall, trust me, a regular Sawzall is not going to cut through stainless. Have not used the product. I have not seen the product. I'm going to send this on to Josh, and maybe he can do a little testing on some of the vehicles and things that he does. Because, yes, catalytic converter, even though we don't talk about it much, uh, yes, it is still out there, and it's still something you need to protect yourself in. So catstrap.net, we'll do a little testing on that and figure out whether that's a good product or not because I've never used it, so I can't say. Yeah, I mean, we've done the cages and the shields and all that. I mean, I think the main thing is if you can slow them down. That's right. Have a move then on. They're going to move on. They, they Even want, if they look under and say, I don't want to do that. As we know, thieves want the easiest thing. So that's if right. you can make it just hard enough to move on, then that's all you really need to do. So I'm going to send this to Josh and let him do a little research on it. And you're next. Go ahead. Hey, in April of 2020, I filled two cars that I had. I've got three cars. Um, with uh, the best gasoline you could buy because I thought we were never going to get gasoline again or something because of the COVID, you know, they were scaring about everything. But, but I have not turned those cars on since then, and they're full to the gills of this best gas. What do I do to uh, not ruin the engine? Or I, I just don't know what to do. Have you, have you taken the gas cap off and smelled the fuel that's in the, in the tank no. right now? No, uh uh-uh. Do that next. And and what I'm going with that, and all of you listening, this is something a lot of you can do if you have cars that have been been stored for a while. You'll know, and by an initial sniff, is this gas good or bad? Mm -hmm. If it gets varnished, it's got a smell that is not like regular gasoline, and you'll know right off the bat if it's varnished or not. If it's varnished, do not try to start it. Do not turn the key on even, because you'd want to try to get as much of the old gas out first Put new gas in, and then go through the process of trying to do a startup, especially if... So, and I didn't ask, what vehicles are these? Well, one's a 91 Buick Park Avenue. The other one's a 2000 Buick Okay, Park they're both fuel-injected, so we would not want to turn the key on those at all. Wow, okay. Okay, you saved me a whole headache. Okay, your show is terrific. Well, thank you, Ann. We appreciate it very much. And, yeah, for all of you, this includes small engine equipment. You name it. You can... Trust me. When no, you've you got bad gas, yeah. you'll know it. It's got a pungent. Uh, it just, I, I guess, Josh, because I've smelled it so you know so often over the years. It's just a varnishy. You can just tell it's starting to go bad. You can, or it's totally it's bad. bad. You you can sniff it, and it's like this does not smell like regular gas. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I don't but either. The second you smell it, yeah, you, you'll never forget it. Yeah, you'll never forget. You'll, it. you'll know varnished gas when you smell it. I guess is the best. It's like a food. I mean, how do you how do you describe the smell of broccoli? Well, it smells like broccoli. Right. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. It's just. Brussels sprouts or broccoli (laughs) or a steak or whatever. I mean, the smells are that way. How do you know how to describe or how do you describe varnished gas? I don't know. It's varnished gas. Yeah, you just do the same thing. You know, you've smelled milk that's good and milk that's bad. It doesn't necessarily smell like bad milk, but go smell the, the gas that you have in the good car and then go over to the other two, and you'll know instantly if they're bad. You just, even when you're pumping gas, you get a little bit of that smell Mm -hmm. at times. Okay, that's good gas. Varnish gas just has this 
aroma. Go ahead, Charlie. Oh, good question. Charlie just asked, how do you get the gas out in the case of these two vehicles? These are new enough that, especially the 2000, 91 might be a little bit easier. The 2000, though, they put baffles and things mm-hmm. inside to where uh, siphoning is not, it's not as easy as it used to be. Now, to get the bad gas out, in, in a lot of cases, it's a tow bill to a shop to then have the gasoline tank, you know, the fuel dropped. tank dropped. You then get all of the gas out of it that way because the neck and everything comes off. You can easily access it at that point. You make sure everything's gone. You put new gas in it. And if the vehicle hasn't been run, you're most likely going to be okay with that. You don't really have to do too much of anything else. If it's Again, this has been in there four years. Now, these two systems, luckily, are airtight. Mm-hmm. So they don't – and if they're full – Surpri- you know, believe it or not, I know it's four years old. And a lot of you are going to think, well, that gas is definitely going to be bad. Well, I've had fuel go two years in a it, non-treated, by the way, and I did it by mistake. It wasn't – you guys know me. I'm pretty anal about things, but every now and then something gets missed. Mm-hmm. And I've had new vehicles that are tight where it's not vented. You know, we've got the, we've got the recirculation, you know, the EVAP system the on EVAP them. System, yep. I've had them go a couple of years with no problems because as long as that fuel is airtight – it will typically – it's the air that starts to affect the fuel. And that's why I always tell right. people before they put even an old car away, fill it up. Get it completely full and then store it. You're, mo- you're less likely to have any kind of an air gap in there when everything is full versus if you've got a half tank, quarter tank, whatever. And that's the other thing is, you know, so it's the ethanol gas that tends to be the worst. And it attracts the water out of the air. So if they're vented, it pulls that water out. And I've had tanks rust. And if they're not full all the way, I've had the pumps come out completely rusted solid after sitting in that bad gas. And so the good thing is she might go over and sniff those two tanks, and they're fine. True. If they're completely full and they're both, even the 91 still had kind of an EVAP system, a charcoal canister, and they weren't trying to vent the whole thing. So there's a good chance that they may be okay. Uh, yeah, and, and again, just, just now here's the other thing, and this is what's really hard to describe as well. Is it just a little varnished, or is it a lot varnished? And that's where you almost need somebody that's got a little bit more of a sensitive nose that's been around the industry to kind of know that. I will also say that if it's just a little varnished, you kind of sniff, and it's like, well, it's starting to go bad, but it's not completely bad. You could most likely drive that out of it. If it'll start and run, you could drive that out of it, put fresh fuel in it, and be okay, add some additive to it, and so on. Mm-hmm. And again, this is, this is like the spoiled milk example that <laughs> yeah. Josh just gave a moment ago. Is it a little spoiled? Or is it so rancid that you don't even want to put your nose in it? The, the gas will literally go through degrees of varnish to where it gets to the point where it's like, I don't even want to, it's so bad you can smell it across the shop. Right. <laughs> or is it just a little bad? That's where I, I don't know how to describe that unless you've actually been around vehicles that have been that varnished. And I don't know how else to describe it, Josh. Because it, it is. You can, you can sense when it's starting to go, but it'll still run to where it's completely bad and nothing will run. Right. If it's a little bad, just, just pour it in your coffee like the... Milk that's just a little bad, and you're good to go. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've had milk where it's like, well, I wouldn't drink this, but I'll put it in my coffee, that's and it's yeah, okay. That's and, and that's a good example. So the milk's a great example. Is it a little spoiled, or is it a lot spoiled? And, and I, I don't know other than maybe if you know somebody that's around the neighborhood that's been around some cars or something, actually have them sniff it for you a little bit. They'll kind of know this is really, really bad, or it's just slightly bad. If it's just slightly bad, you could put some BG Supercharge. That's the actual additive that I would put in, BG Supercharge, to kind of rejuvenate what's in there. If it's slightly bad, put Supercharge in it and then run it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's full bore gone, 
Nothing you can do. No, nothing I'm do. sorry. Uh, JR in Denver, I tell you what, we're really close to a break, and rather than getting started and have to stop and then restart again, we'll just take our break just a tad early. We'll come back a little early, and I'll take you that way. Don't forget all of our past shows and the things that we talk about, the products even that we talk about. We put those up on our website, drive-radio.com. All of our partners like Josh Goff from Ridgeline Auto Brokers, and Legacy Auto Automotive up in Boulder. They're all listed on there as well. The new sponsors that have just joined us, uh, Protect, Toy Access, they're also listed there. So make sure you go to the website, find everybody there, let them know that you listen to us. Use them as well, by the way, and we will appreciate that, and they will as well greatly. We'll be right back, though. Don't go anywhere. Drive-radio.com is the website. This is KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.